These guys are going to be the death of you. I can't believe they're dragging out this whole tour thing for so long. Don't be rude. They seem like real nice guys. I just wish they could feed us along the way. God, it's We so have cold. to get you that antidote. I'm sure they know we're in a hurry. You keep reminding them we'll get to the Mixmaster in time. Let's just enjoy the tour. Well... I guess the Bella Luna globe of garbage was pretty cool. What about the smallest boat on Bella Luna? You know, I, I think that was just a kid's toy from ancient Earth. I saw similar ones when I was skimming for my antiquity license. I forgot you had that. Yeah, we've had kind of a roller coaster ride lately. Speaking of rides, these seats are more comfortable than the Phoenix. Are you ever going to appreciate our awesome ship? I appreciate things worth appreciating. Right now, I'd appreciate a hot beverage. I'm getting colder. Reagan? Reagan? I do wish we could fast forward this tour, like time travel. That's it. I knew these guys reminded me of something. There was a movie from Ancient Earth. It was about these two guys who traveled through time in some sort of communication device. They had a distinct speaking pattern and accent. What was the name of the movie? Uh, I don't recall exactly. It was an excellent film, but the idea was kind of bogus. Bogus? I've never heard you use that word before. Huh. I, uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, how, how are you holding up? I'm hanging on. Really glad we have the tropical climate from all the burning trash. Ah, I doubt many tourists really appreciate that part of this place. You know, it really doesn't smell as bad as I thought it would. If you can overlook the pollution, this is a pretty nice moon. I am also really hungry. I think it's from all the shivering. I hope we stop for lunch soon. The way these guys keep talking about every little thing, I really doubt we're going to get a lunch break. I have a small surrender bite I picked up at the hotel earlier. It was dangling from that chandelier. Well, back at the hotel, not here. Over the hotel. Reagan? I don't think anyone's noticed it's missing. Want to have a listen and zone out for a bit? I don't think Zwicky and Kuiper will notice. They won't notice. I don't think they'll notice. They seem like they're pretty into their tour and promoting their band planet band yeah, i think that'll help take your mind off of everything Dragon! maybe uh, maybe we can find some food lying around here we're on an ocean moon uh, do you like sushi we might snag an ocean creature to snack on way ahead of you i just looked through that big green trash receptacle that was burning you just looked through a dumpster fire for food dumpster fire this is silly name i think that's what they're called that's Right? No. You can't eat garbage. You're already weak from the virus. I brushed it off, and the ice cream carton was still sealed. It's avocado flavored. Charlie, don't eat that. And that's why if you ever tour the North Pole, you won't be able to see polar bears at night if you happen to use your infrared camera. And that's a cold, hard fact. Get it?
Yeah. Called because they're polar bears. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Matt. Today we travel the world in search of tourist traps. And polar bears. And tourist traps. And tourist traps. Now, Curtis Stone, author and celebrity chef, 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 he shifted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very shifty figure. He shift his way through mm-hmm. school. A yeah, celebrity chef. That's Sh- it. <laughs> Uh, he said, stay away from restaurants that have menus in five languages. That's always a tourist trap. You want to eat where the locals eat. Good rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. A tourist trap can be ta- defined as an establishment created or recreated to attract tourists and more specifically money from tourists. The extraction of money from tourists is very important. These establishments can be fun to visit, but often have a negative connotation due to inflated prices of goods and services. These attractions also tend to have very low cultural content and value as opposed to museums or a natural setting like a nature walk. They have more t-shirts than they have anything else. I like t-shirts. T-shirts are great, but a store that only sells t-shirts at the place that you're visiting, you might as well just visit the place. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy yourself there if you don't mind spending a little bit extra cash. Yeah. So, tourist traps are also often just off the beaten path and potentially hard to find. This gave rise to what are known as site markers, which are signs placed next to a better known monument or location to point out the tourist trap. I.e. you see it, that's the site part, and it marks the direction of the attraction. That's the marker part. Hmm. So the American British author, another trader, Bill Bryson, <laughs> he said it was so bad. Bill. It was so bad it was worth more than we paid. Sounds like a traitor to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's American and British. He's confused. Uh, economically speaking, there is an inherent increase in cost to the tourists due, 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 due to unknown factors due to the tourists being unfamiliar with the area and potentially the cost of goods or services they're purchasing. $100 for a croissant? No, it's actually in euro. Oh, 100 euro for a croissant? Yes. Well, I mean, do you ever been to the Smoky Mountains? Mm-mm. You know, a lot of Native Americans lived in that area. Yeah. Like one thing I remember buying as a kid was a toy tomahawk mm-hmm. that was like a wooden stone. Like, it was, I mean, it wasn't a legitimate tomahawk, but yeah. it was a toy. Mm-hmm. Where do you find that? They don't have those on Amazon, you know? So you get, anyway, it's hard to compare prices. Well, similarly in Nassau, when uh, my wife and I had gone there. Like in Houston? No. <laughs> Nassau. Dang it. You get me every time. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, the Bahamas. There were all these authentic shops that would sell... Quote, unquote, authentic? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Quote, unquote, authentic shops that would sell rum cakes. The Tortuga rum cakes. Now, you can buy them uh, at a whole bunch of other places for a fraction of the cost that you get in Nassau. But because they're, quote, unquote, NASA grade... <laughs> NASA has a grade of rum <laughs> yeah, cakes. Yeah, NASA grade rum cakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll get you from here to the moon pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something Captain Jack Sparrow would enjoy. They were two or three times the the price because you were getting them in what you thought was an authentic area. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So I'm sure many of our listeners have purchased something on vacation at a local spot only to travel a mile down the road and find the exact same product for a fraction of the price. Exactly what we were talking about. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't be the only sucker out there, right? Because I've done that too. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the reason why we have this uh, episode is to stage an intervention. Oh, we brought everyone in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Bill. All right. John, nice we, to see you. Yeah, we uh, got a banner. Um, Rick, 
You, you wrote it in crayon. Nobody can read your handwriting. Rick, uh, Rick, Rick, get over here. All right, well, we'll take care of this later. But there's actually a formula economists developed to express the fact that there is inherent added expense to the tourist. It's based on the stated price of the product or service and takes into account traveling to different stores to find the optimal price. Whether you buy the original product at a potentially elevated price or take time to shop around for a better price, you're either losing time and or money. Now, that's kind of been supplanted by Amazon because Amazon's bought up almost every single trinket that you can possibly imagine. There's no way this is... Oh, well, it's actually on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) That's the Amazon effect. How does one avoid overpaying? Did you just coin a new term? The Amazon effect? I think you did. Possibly. We said it here first, guys. Remember. Yeah. Patent pending. How does one avoid overpaying or wasting time weeding through these tourist traps? Some signs you can look for to avoid these are as follows. If a location is overcrowded, such as a restaurant landmark or even a whole city, that location has a high probability of having tourist trap qualities to it. If you're in an area with several legitimate landmarks, you will almost certainly be near several tourist traps as well. And if a place is popular in social media, it is likely to be a tourist trap as well, especially if it has its own hashtag. Hashtag tourist trap. Hashtag Nassau. So a gift Race shop. Race to space. Race to space. Oh, <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> so good. Uh, a gift shop almost always equates to a tourist trap. If the area sells more t-shirts than items from local artisans, it's almost definitely a tourist trap. And if there's a barker outside, which is a uh, a guy, you know, yelling to, to get your attention. I looked that up. I could not find the meaning of barker. It, it upset me. Uh, it, it was just, that's what they called him for whatever reason, because they barked out uh, back in the, the carnival days, sideshows. But anyway, if there's a barker outside trying to draw you in like a sign spinner, probably a tourist trap. Uh, he's the drummer for the rock band Blink-182. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Travis Barker. Ah, okay. He's mm-hmm. a, uh, must be a vampire time traveler. He's actually known as punk's first superstar drummer, as well as one of the 100 greatest drummers of all time. I bet his house is a tourist trap. Possibly. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. You guys didn't see those facts coming, did you? Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of this coin, these so-called traps must have a reason for attracting the number of tourists that they do, right? I mean, people still go to these places. So even if the attraction does not have historical, cultural value, that doesn't mean it's not worth visiting and that it's devoid of all value. Just a little bit. Yeah, well, of course, we can't do a tourist trap episode without discussing some of the most interesting attractions in the world. True. So let's go to the third side of that coin. We're going to have to start with good old America. America, third Mm -hmm. side of the coin. Yep. (laughs) Probably one of, if not the most famous tourist trap, is Times Square in New York City. New York City? Mm-hmm. The big city. The Big Apple. The Big the, Easy. The, um... Land of Opportunity. What's the other name? The Empire State. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Empire State. <laughs> I was just like, we're running out of options here. <laughs> I was like, Beyonce? No, it was, uh, what's it? Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce's husband. Oh, I bet that... Maybe we should have that out. <laughs> We'll fix it in post, okay. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I personally loved it and didn't mind that it was more expensive than necessary because it's kind of a destination place, right? It's flashy. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a departure from the norm as far as the country is concerned. Yeah. Just slightly less known is the Las Vegas Strip. Sin City, baby. Mm-hmm. Also, there is Niagara Falls, the New York side, the, the American side. Best side, of course, because Canada's on the other side. 
that coincidentally <laughs> is near a tourist trap in Canada, which is known as Clifton Hill. Now, maybe just as well known in the world as New York City is Disney World. Who doesn't know about Disney? Uh, Disney and then, what? Yeah, exactly. He's the guy that uh, created that cartoon on the orange logo. Oh, yeah. He's a uh, frozen and carbonite, right? Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Uh, We're going to throw him out eventually. <laughs> Once modern medicine catches up. And there's also Coney Island, the uh, very famous boardwalk. So, Charlie, how about you bring him up to the rest of the world? So, pack your bags. We're about to go global. First stop is Australia. Today, Mike. For its big things and ridiculous accents. There are random big objects scattered around the country. Some of these include fruits, coins, bicycles, an aboriginal hunter, a Rubik's Cube, beer cans, and, of course, crocodiles. Way too many to name them all. France has the Champs-Élysées. I'm glad you said that because I was not going to try. <laughs> now, in England, uh, there is the London Eye, you know, the big Ferris wheel that mm-hmm. everybody knows. I've been on it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Did you like it? It's all right. It's, it really is a tourist trap. Oh, is it? Seriously? Yeah. But you can see, like, most of the city, right? You can see most of the city through it, but it's basically a giant observation deck that just rotates around on a wheel. Can you see over the, um, oh, what's it? What's the passage between the UK and Ireland? English Channel? Can you no, see you it? you can't. Oh. Mm-mm. That would be way more impressive. <laughs> you have to pay more for that. <laughs> the VIP seats. Uh, there's also Piccadilly Circus. Mm-hmm. Did you go there? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that? Uh, I was uh, shopping on High Street. And those shops are very, very expensive. There's Harrods around Piccadilly Circus, I believe. Now, Harrods is interesting because at one time in the 1970s, they sold lions to customers. Like the Rar lions? Yeah. Wow. Uh, you could buy exotic animals, including lions. In if, England? In London? In London. And people kept them as pets in their home, as wow. uh, cubs. But then when they grew too old... They, they flushed them down the toilet like alligators. No. No. <laughs> uh, they would be donated to... Get uh, in the toilet. What are you doing? Uh, the Royal Zoo. You're making a mess. Yeah. Get down there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can't have an adult conversation with you. In the Netherlands. Oh, boy. Okay. No, no. We're, we're not going to gloss over the fact that you flushing lions down the toilet. <laughs> That's our new Can't hashtag. Can't come back from that. <laughs> We're going to make it famous on TikTok, flushing the line down the toilet. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, the motherland for all college kids. Mm-hmm. Been there, um, too. Oh, you've been to Amsterdam? Yeah. I would like to go to Amsterdam, but I'm, I'm worried. I remember most of it. <laughs> it was a long uh, flight, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a train. Um, there are maid cafes in Tokyo, which you had heard about those, right? Yeah, we I've never about. been to Japan. Oh, okay. I'd yeah, like but, to be. Well, I think made cafes are in a couple other places, but Tokyo is the biggest place. Yeah. Uh, but there are basically, you know, there are tourist traps everywhere. So let's talk about some interesting tourist trap trivia. Mm-hmm. The Golden Gate Bridge in San Fran isn't actually golden. The official color is international orange. International. Yes. International Bridge of Mystery. Do you know which city has the most skyscrapers? New York. Incorrect. It's Hong Kong. Oh, China. Mm-hmm. Well, technically. Yeah. I mean, like, that's that's a conversation for another day. Well, you know, I mean, okay. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people refer to the clock tower outside of Parliament in London as Big Ben. However, the moniker is specific to the bell of the tower itself. Yeah. Not the clock. Mm -hmm. Just the (laughs) ding-dong. There are over 600 employees. (laughs) We're keeping it because it was clean. There are over 600. I mean, you're just flushing so many lines (laughs) down so many toilets right now. (laughs) 
Oh, good times. Welcome to the Cub Club. <laughs> Are we the, Club Cubs? <laughs> the, I, oh, the Chicago Cubs. That's their new. <laughs> you can hand them a line, too. <laughs> in, uh, the, in Paris, the Eiffel Tower employs over 600 employees. That's a lot of people for one building. That is. Yeah. yeah. Well, for, you know, I mean, there's like how many floors? Like four or five? Well, I know it has to be constantly painted to avoid corrosion. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. What's, it, what's the material? Do you know? I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you did this to yourself. We'll move on while Charlie looks that up. The Great Wall of China is not actually visible from outer space like it's said to be. It's long, that's true, but it's not very tall. All right, it's so I looked bad. it up after a quick Google search. And I had found that the Eiffel Tower is made out of iron and not steel. Therefore, it needs to be painted quite frequently to avoid corrosion. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So the Hollywood sign... In uh, Los Angeles, it was actually a, originally a real estate sign promoting a new development called Hollywood Land. So I did not know that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually had land on there, but those letters fell off and they just left it. Oh, wow. Now, Disney World in Orlando, Florida is not only enormous, twice the size of Manhattan if you include all the resorts. That's a big apple. Let's get to the core. Oh, come on. How's it going? Let's get to the core. <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> It is also the site of the largest single employer in the United States with more than 50,000 employees. That is way more than the Eiffel Tower. Yes, just a little bit more. Niagara Falls drops a lot of water, but it actually stopped flowing in 1848 due to an obstruction near the falls. Nobody was around in 1848. They don't know that. Fun fact. (laughs) There was video. (laughs) There was a TikTok about it. (laughs) Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. Now, probably the fact of this episode, at least for me, the Grand Canyon is not the biggest canyon on Earth. It could be the grandest, though. It could. Well, maybe. Okay. All right. That's fair. But the title for the biggest goes to the Spang, Sangpo. I think Sangpo. It's, Butchering it. Yeah, probably. T-S-A-N-G-P-O, Canyon in Tibet, uh, making the Grand Canyon the second largest in the world. So we'll leave you with a quote from the economist and educator Kenneth E. Boulding. He said, the tourist business is a trap. It's a tainted honey. Man clearly should have stayed in bed and not invented money. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>